Welcome, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for joining Sacred Space Sunday. If you're joining us live today or listening via the podcast, Nia Center, Engage, Educate, and Empower. We're so glad to have you with us today. So uh, I'm Mark Christmas. I'm a Reiki Master and Director of Holding Up Holistic Wellness here at the Nia Center. Right next to me is my wife, Daniel Jewell, who is the founder and spiritual director of the Nia Center. Now, Nia. Nia means purpose and intention. So the Nia Center presents Sacred Space Center. That's this, this program. Our spiritual conversations are intended to engage, educate, and empower. We draw from the insights of sacred texts, wisdom teachings across the ages, sages from the past and present, and universal ethical principles for practical strategies for transformation that create oneness, joy, and love. All right, our transformation model is insight, Thus, the application equals results. Today's spiritual conversation topic is focus on feelings, not circumstances. Focus on feelings, not circumstances. Maybe easier said than done. We're looking forward to hearing what uh, the conversation leads us with that today. Our program includes an affirmation, a possible presence, mindfulness moment, uh, a talk, and a conversation to engage, educate, and empower. The next, we recommend a practice applying the insight and close with a prayer to take you into your day and days ahead. Right. Um, you know, now we got some catch-up conversations or some announcements you want to take us through. What I have been saying lately, and thank you and welcome everyone to Sacred Space Sunday, is a, a meme that I saw on social media that I agreed with, and it made me smile and hurt my heart at the same time. It's and, smile and their chart. Yes, <laughs> both of those things at the same time. And it said that um, August is the Sunday of summer. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, wow, it kind of is. And summer is my favorite month. So that's why I said I, it made me smile because I thought, that was clever, and I like clever things. That was a different meme I got sent in the past weeks that Aquarians, um, not news to me, um, Aquarians really love knowledge and love being around people who um, have knowledge. So things that are clever appeal to me uh, particularly. But then again, like I said, summer is my favorite month, and I was just like, ah, oh, we are moving towards fall. But with all good things and in keeping with our talk today, I do love fall as well. It is a wonderful transitional period and fall has done me well in my lifetime. Great things have happened in my life during the fall period. It is a period of, of shift and change, but for me often renewal and moving um, forward in an evolutionary way to bigger and better. So, you know, as, as we move closer to saying farewell to uh, summer, I do say welcome to fall. And good morning, Auntie, as well. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Auntie. Mm -hmm. So fall, fall is done. You, can you think of an example of, of some changes that's happening in the fall that you might well, share? For, for those who have been wow. following us for some time and who know me well, I'm no stranger to uh, structured education. So fall has been back to school for me <laughs> frequently in my life. And, and because I love, as I said, knowledge and education, that has always been a great thing. Often new career opportunities um, have uh, those transitions have taken place in the fall, or at least the lead up to those transitions have taken place in the fall. So been inspired by new career opportunities. I think I probably have yeah, definitely, you know, moved during the fall, just lots of different, you know, positive life changes. Yeah. So do you agree that it's the Monday of summer? No, it's, fall's not the Monday of no, summer. No, the Sunday of, the Sunday of uh, summer. <laughs> say that again? Did <laughs> you say this, the thing you saw was that it was the Sunday? August, of, that August, August is, August is you, the Sunday of summer. Do you feel like August is the Sunday of summer? I do. Mm -hmm. I do, because I do think of September as fall, not as summer, even though it may technically still be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with that, um, it what is. What else is going on in the world? 
August and it is Leo season. And so that started in July from July 23rd to August 22nd is Leo season. And I have seen lots of things on social media with the lions roaring and making them themselves known as only Leos can. So happy birthday to all of the Leos out there. Is that Daniel and Derek and TJ? TJ and Leo too? Yeah, all of that, all of them. So, so the, a lot of the men in our family, their birthdays are coming up. This is this is Leo season. August. And your sister uh, Cheryl, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, no, she she moves into the next phase because her birthday is after Leo season. I think that's Virgo. So, mm -mm, not Leo. Oh, okay. okay. When yeah. is Leo season? August twenty second. Yeah, yeah. Her birthday yeah. like August twenty fifth or something. Sixth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fifth, fifth, August twenty fifth. So yes. So lots of birthdays in our family, as I'm sure for around the world, if anybody is watching or listening, happy birthday, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to those that you love. And always you can contact us at neacenter at gmail.com. Um, if you have any questions, recommendations, suggestions for speakers and guests, as we move into the fall and the winter, winter, we will look again to invite some new voices to our program. Um, if you ever want to jo join us live in the studio and participate in the conversation, we'd love to have you. And certainly we're available for spiritual counseling and Reiki sessions. So if you need to contact us, neacenter at gmail.com. And um, as we note, uh, Sacred Space Sunday is on the first and third Sundays, first and third Sunday. So I believe that makes the next Sacred Space Sunday, August 20th, if I am not mistaken yeah. i believe the next sacred space sunday is yeah. august 20th so first first and third sundays um and with that i think it's time to go ahead and bring ourselves into our posture of presence i've had some wonderful opportunities for connection lately so shout out to the Pearl Spa and all those that work there and gather there in community and make that such a special place. Pearl Spa in Columbia, thank you for um, serving me in this last two weeks or week and a half. Um, so as we do that, just find a way to bring yourself present. If you're in a space where you're sitting or laying down, the opportunity to get inside your body. And if you're in a space to be still, begin to still yourself. Stilling yourself, meaning just focusing on presence, on breath. If you're moving, driving, walking, Becoming astutely present to your surroundings, not just passing people and things, actually seeing with your soul people, beings, things. Hearing with your spirit the sounds that surround you. Whether that be the cars, the voices of people around you, the songs of birds, the barks of dogs, the claws and licking of cats, televisions, sounds. Sounds, sounds. If it be just the sound of my voice and the melodic tones behind it, focus on what you hear, see, and feel.
what is the current state of your body. If there is any discomfort, dis-ease, distraction, in this moment, notice it. Notice it without attaching and becoming engulfed in it. Simply name it. And move on. Name it. And move on. And if you can in this moment, conjure a thought of something, anything, that brings you peace and ease. A new baby in your life. A new animal family member. The sound of a stream. the roar of the waves in the ocean, the feeling of sand beneath your feet, a perfect blue sky, the soft touch of a cool breeze in the heat of the sun, a lapse here with a good friend. A hug, a kiss. Conjure something that makes you smile. What does that smile feel like? Why smile? What is the feeling in your body? that makes you smile. Note the feeling What does it feel like in your body when you smile? Note it, name it, recall it. And with that positive vibration, begin to wiggle your fingers and toes if you have moved into a stillness state. Begin to flutter your eyes open if you close them. Re-engage your awareness if you're moving. Come back to this now moment. And let's just take three deep cleansing breaths at your own pace to just drink in that warmth, that joy, that ease, that peace, that fun of that smile. Closing our presence practice today with a smile. Find your smile. It is with great thanksgiving that I spend this time, this sacred time, this sacred space, this sacred Sunday with you. May my words be in alignment with source energy and flow from me to you 
with the grace and love of the purest intention of the one. To serve, to engage, to educate, to empower, to connect in oneness and love and joy. Knowing that all is well and perfectly unfolding, I release this to the law. Amen, Ashe. And so it is. And Namaste. Awesome. Beautiful. When you, after you lead us through that, do you feel relaxed? I do. Completely. And I feel the vibrations in my body and particularly in my hands. Yeah. I am. What's up, Stacey? <laughs> Thank you, Stacey White. <laughs> All right, you have an affirmation for us, Mark? Yeah. All right, so affirmations, the way they work is you repeat them, you say them out loud, uh, you repeat them. We recommend that you do it over the next. Uh, time between now and next sacred space Sunday. So take a picture of it or write it down. You become one with it as you say it out loud to the universe uh, and you say it with um, conviction. Uh, you can repeat after me when I be come aligned with spirit, I can do and have everything desired. Let's do that one more time. When I be I'm aligned with spirit. I can do and have everything I desire. When I be come aligned with spirit, I can do and have everything I can I desire. Be do have. Mm. Does that resonate? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we did some training uh, years ago, and that was one of the um, uh, that, that was that's one of the lessons they talked about: is be, do, have. You be it before you do it, and and you have it right. First, you be joyful, and then you start doing things that create joy, and you end up having joy. Um, whereas I think a lot of us just have it backwards, where you do in order to have and then you be move to be to the first start being it before it exists uh and as you as you wear that being it the beingness of it uh it comes to fruition through your doing and having okay. absolutely and that's exactly what we are going to spend some time talking about today we are going to spend some time talking about that today and so uh, I think we are ready to move into today's topics, a focus on feelings, not circumstances, which I think you just gave us a great example of. Uh, but I want to spend some more time getting to this um, in more deeply and in specifically in reference to um, the comments that Mark just made. So he set us up nicely for this conversation on why we want to focus on our feelings and not circumstances. So historically, I have always run from my emotions. I believe that they got in the way of me making the best decisions, making decisions objectively. And it turns out that I just misunderstood the purpose of my emotions. I used to think clarity came from when I got my emotions out of the way I calculated the pros and cons. I looked at all the facts, put them together, formulated a clear thought. Now I know what I should do. 
Well, not so much. And how do I know not so much? Because for all of my checklists of pros and cons and knowing all of the facts and reading up on them, things didn't always turn out as I expected. I didn't always achieve the results that I desired. So there was some gap or mismatch that I didn't understand. And now I know that what I get to do is look to my emotions as the guide to my clarity of what to do, what not to do, and when. So again, in my past, I've focused on my current situation, my current conditions, and the circumstances in my life. And that is what determined what my emotions were at any moment. If things are going great as I define them in my life, I'm happy. If I can't have what I want, the way I want it, when I want it, then life, not so good. So again, my current situation, my current conditions, my current circumstances, that's what determined what my life's life, what my emotions were at any moment. When it was tough to pay my bills on time, pay them in full, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm angry at myself. I'm angry at the world. Why couldn't I do the things that I wanted to do? Have the things that other people have. Why don't I make as much money as Gail? Why can't I travel like Carlos? Why wasn't God digging me out of this hole? I'm a good person. I've done all the things to have a better life. Why doesn't my life reflect it? But then when I get some money, it's payday. I got a raise. Income came in from some other way. I was happy when I could pay for a nice dinner, take a trip, buy things for my home. I was happy. But when I couldn't, I was unhappy. I remember when I got my first job as an attorney, I felt on top of the world. For me, growing up with meager financial back backing, I felt like I was rich. I was able to buy a new car got two homes, life was grand. I could take my friends and family out. I could get the things I wanted. I felt like I said, on top of the world. But I also remember when I still had a high paying attorney job, but my work environment was toxic. Ultimately, I forgot that I was smart, that I was talented. I didn't really think I was an asset in the workforce. Again, my circumstances dictated my emotions. Well, I never was able to buy all the things that I wanted. I was never able to have everything that I wanted, do everything I wanted, exactly when I wanted it. My life has always had challenges and generally, I always felt there was never enough. If I had money, I didn't have a romantic relationship. If I had money and a romantic relationship, it wasn't a healthy relationship. If I had a healthy romantic relationship, then I didn't have enough money. Or I didn't have 100% health. Or I didn't have what my friends had. Or if I didn't have what I thought my, my family thought I should have. I didn't have. I didn't have. It was never enough. Not enough. My circumstances were never enough. So what did that mean for my life? It meant that I was unhappy much more often than I was happy. So there's a popular teaching that will respond to this with, well, yeah, that's because you shouldn't focus on money or things in life. Money and things make you unhappy and they take you away from your focus on God and love. And if your romantic relationships involve premarital sex, then they're doomed to, be, to fail and be unhealthy. Well, I don't believe or agree with these teachings. Yet, I was suffering the results of faulty focus and I was paying attention to the wrong things. I was making decisions that were not spiritually centered. But the problem was not 
and is not the desire for wealth, financial freedom, beautiful experiences, expansiveness, and abundance in all areas of my life. Career, family, friends, romance, continuous learning, health, spirituality, finances. The problem was not my desire for things, experiences, and love. The disconnect was how I went about achieving those things. I should have been focusing on my feelings as indicators of what and how to focus my attention. I should have made choices from my feelings and not from my circumstances. As Mark said a few minutes ago, for years we taught others that you can be, do, have anything you want in life, anything, but it must be in that order, be, do, have. And being means to come from your heart and not from your head. Now this sounded good and I believed it, which is why I told it to others. But the truth is that I was not seeing this show up in my life. I was not seeing changes in my own life. I came to understand that it was because I only had the chapter titles. Be, do, have. Come from your heart, not your head. But I didn't really have the chapter content that explains the details of what this means and how to actually do it and achieve it. So today, I'm gonna give you the chapter contents. To be, do, have all the things, experiences, and love you desire in life, you must first shift your attention away from your circumstances, conditions, and situations, and focus on how you feel. Now, for some of you, that is gonna seem impossible. I get that it is revolutionary, particularly in a society and particularly if you come from a culture like I do that constitutes vulnerability with emotions and emotions with vulnerability and vulnerability with weakness and weakness with death. Then this is a revolutionary and seemingly impossible way of life. But once again, to be, do, have all the things, experience, and love you desire in your life. First, you must shift your attention away from your circumstances, conditions, and situations and focus on how you feel, your emotions, and state of being, just as we did a few moments ago in our posture of presence. This means you must pause and be still and get centered enough to notice them. This is why we take the time to be present. You can achieve this through whatever means works for you. Breathing, meditation, listening to our posture of presence, taking a walk, having a bubble bath, watching the ocean, sitting on your porch. Whatever allows you to stop focusing on what's happening, has happened, or what you think is about to happen that has you worried and upset, stressed out and in scarcity. Because it's not really the circumstances themselves, it's your thought about the circumstances that are dictating your life. Well, now let me explain what I mean by that. You think it's the circumstance that you don't have enough money or you have dis-ease in your body or your inner relationship that's unhealthy. And that's what has you feeling not good about life, unhappy. But the truth is, it's your thought about those situations. There are some people who don't have a lot of money and are just fine. They live off the grid maybe, and they are out in nature and they wander or they live on very low income and a very happy life for them is just fine. They don't desire to have any more than they have. They don't have a lot of money and it's all good. But for you, whatever that is deemed to be for the life that you want to live, then it doesn't feel comfortable. Now, I'm not saying that to say that it should feel comfortable to you. There's no judgment about you wanting more or wanting less. 
but you need to be clear that it is because you want more and you feel like you don't have it that you have this bad feeling. It's not in and of itself the amount of money because you could make more money and still be unhappy because that wouldn't be enough for what you want. So it is not the circumstance yourself itself. It is your thought about the circumstance. It is important to note that because that is where you can draw your power from. Because where you may not be able to in this very moment change your circumstance, the good news is you do have the power and control to change your thoughts about a circumstance. So again, step one is to be still and get centered which is how you reestablish your spiritual connection with God, your inner being, your true non-physical source energy nature. So first, be still and get centered. Second, check in with your emotions, how you are feeling. Discover what your spiritual alignment meter, your spiritual alignment meter, your GPS, your God positioning system, your spiritual alignment meter, I call it Sam, right? Check in with Sam, which is your emotions, and find out what source has to say about these thoughts. Do you feel at ease, at peace, content, energized, or neutral? Or do you feel anxious, unsettled, jealous, angry, frustrated, beat down, exhausted, or sad? So if you're thinking about taking a new job, you're thinking about leaving your job, Get still and figure out what are your emotions associated with it. You're trying to weigh the pros and cons of staying or going. You're asking other people, what do they think? Should I take this job? Should I not take this job? Should I leave my job? Should I not leave my job? You're reading books. You're doing all kinds of stuff trying to figure it out. All of your answers are within. Get still. Be still. And when you think about leaving your current employment and considering something new, how do you feel? Do you feel at ease, at peace, content, energized, or neutral? Or do you feel anxious, unsettled, beat down, or sad? Your feelings tell you what your source knows about that thought and situation. If you're having positive feelings, you're in alignment. If you're having bad feelings, your source knows something different about that situation. Bad feelings tell you that source has a different awareness of these thoughts and circumstances. So it may not mean that you shouldn't look for a new job, maybe, but maybe it means that this one that you feel so strongly about or you think you feel so strongly about and looks great on paper and other people say it looks great, but in your gut, you have this unsettled feeling there's something not connected here. It doesn't feel easy. It's not smooth. You don't feel content about it. Source knows something you don't. This is where you draw your clarity from, not just because it looks good on paper. What this, this is where the phrase come from, comes from. What does your gut tell you, right? Your spiritual alignment meter. It's real. It's there for you. That is how you stay aligned with God. That is how you get your guidance. So first is to be still and get centered. Second, check in with your emotions and your feeling. Discover what your spiritual alignment meter, your Sam says about the situation. Once you have your Sam reading, now you know what to do. You've spent some time being, now you know what to do. If you have negative emotions, we say that's low on the Sam meter. It's a low vibration. These are the bad feelings. It's not time to take any action that reinforces that bad feeling. Don't push through. Don't try to get over it. Note it. So this includes discontinuing any negative thoughts that got you here. So if you feel really bad when you don't have money, constantly thinking about saying and talking about that you don't have money just reinforces it. Thoughts become things. Back to the 10 spiritual laws we talked about a few weeks ago. This is the vicious cycle that I lived for the first part of my life. And it is the reality of many people's lives. I think and I believe that I don't have enough about 
you fill in the blank. And then my thoughts become manifested and I see not having enough of fill in the blank in my life. So now I've proved myself that I am right. Now, I really think I don't have enough of you fill in the blank. And so on and so on and so on. And this becomes the cycle as thoughts become things. And this could become your entire life. You would think it's random, bad luck. Maybe I got bad genes. God doesn't love me. Why do these things keep happening to me? No, you can break the cycle. It's simply that you did not understand the 10 spiritual laws because no one explained them to you. Again, you can learn more about that in the previous episode on 10 spiritual laws. But you can change your thoughts and circumstances right now, right now, right now. If your Sam reading has positive emotions, you're in alignment and doing and trusting and waiting. Yes, this is the seed to the tree thing, but doing and trusting and waiting for inspired action is the next thing to do. So if I'm wondering, should I take a new job? And when I think about it, it either feels really good in my body or neutral. And I'm kind of like, okay, this is interesting. Want to see what happens. Okay, let's see. Then that that's enough right then. But then maybe I'll get a call the very next day about some great job opportunity. Or I'm already in the process and I get a call for the next step. Something will happen. Someone will say something to you. You'll be at a coffee shop and someone will say, oh, and they'll mention something. And it'll be just that kind of role you were thinking about. Quote unquote, random things or very specific things will happen that will tell you that you are on the right track. If you're aware enough to notice it. So the doing is also being intentionally and conscious folks consciously focused on any thoughts and actions that continue to produce good feelings. Back to my example a while ago. If I think I don't have enough money and I'm talking about not having enough I'm telling everybody I don't have enough money, I'm constantly thinking about, I'm staying in that negative emotion, low um, Sam meter vibration, and I'm continuing to produce results that are in alignment with my thoughts. So if you're conscious about trying to stay in a space that's more on the positive, that doesn't mean every day you're elated, every day you're jumping up down. That doesn't mean a false front around happiness. It means that in a situation, you can choose to interpret it in a way that is going to have you feeling worse or a way that's going to have you feel better. Last night we were at dinner. Something happened. Ah, one of the dishes didn't turn out exactly like we liked it. I could have spent the evening focused on that, talking about that. Why aren't they going to take it off the bill? Spiraling down, I think, but it was a wonderful evening. Everything else was delicious. And I just chose to say, ah, that wasn't great. Let's move on and focus on the good. And we can do that as all of the situations come through us, come to us through the day. We can focus on those things that don't serve us or focus on things in the higher meter, knowing that thoughts produce things. We're in a law of vibration and good thoughts produce good things. Bad thoughts produce bad things. Some people may say my circumstances, you don't understand them. They're horrible. They're really, really bad. And you want me to think positive. Easy for you to say, you don't know my circumstances. No, I really believe you. I really believe your circumstances are that horrible and probably worse than I imagine. I also know that there are many stories of people who have been imprisoned, held hostage, suffering from painful, chronic diseases, people even who've undergone torture and use the power of their mind to find a thought in a moment that provided them a sense of peace in a moment. Maybe not consistently and persistently, but in a moment, in the midst of the absolute worst circumstances. So ask yourself, is it a belief or a fact that in your circumstances that there is no way at no time, at no moment, that you can find a thought that makes you smile? 
because each moment produces another moment and another moment and another moment. And you are sending another vibration out into the world that is shifting your experience, even though you don't see it. That's the trust piece. So the fourth and last step is having. So we've been centered. We've moved only in inspired action. And now it's time to have the manifestation. So you may think this is the easiest part, but not so for many people. Because having means that after you have been still, you've connected to source, you've checked your SAM, your spiritual alignment meter, you've received confirmations through little things that have happened in your life, through people and situations that are aligned with your desire. And then what happens? Yeah, you sit there and you allow and you just know it's going to happen. No, you begin to doubt and worry <laughs> and second guess. You get caught up in feelings of unworthiness from the past, or you've got this really narrow view of what the manifestation will look like. I want a new car, but it has to be exactly like this. I want a new house, but it has to be exactly like this. I want a new love, but they've got to be exactly like that. I want a new job, but it's got to be exactly like that. And so fixated on the details of what it exactly has to be like, you forget why you even want that thing? Why do you want that car? Why do you want that love in your life? Why do you want that job? Why? Why? You want it because there's something that you believe about it that'll make you feel good. Else, why have it? We don't want things because we think it'll make our life worse and make us feel worse. We want it because we think there's something about it that'll make us feel good. So is it the thing that's most important or the feeling? I'm not saying don't want the thing. I'm saying don't be so narrowly construed in terms of what the thing looked up that when it shows up right in front of you, you don't see it and miss the good feeling because it wasn't an exact match. It was actually a better match, but you weren't open enough to catch it. So doubt, worry, unworthiness, narrow thinking are all on the low end of the spiritual alignment meter. And they push your manifestation back. It was right there for you, ready to come through. But you pushed it back. Not away. It's not gone. You just pushed it a little further down the timeline. It's delayed. So restart. Go back to the beginning. Be still. Get centered. Get connected to source. Check in with your Sam. Choose positive feeling thoughts. Be aware of inspired guidance and take action. Know, know, know with your whole heart and soul that it will manifest. That you can trust and believe, as they say. Because source always says yes. Back to the 10 spiritual laws. And this everything always works out for you and you and you and me, and all of us. And so it is. So words alone do not teach. You've got to put things into action. And this is why we use the model of insight plus application equals results. And so the application for now, if I could get some support with showing that on screen, is to practice, practice checking in with your spiritual alignment meter, practice checking in with your Sam, just practice being still, stopping and saying, how am I feeling right now? You have thoughts and desires, just stop and see what feelings come up with those thoughts and desires and just note them, name them, note them, name them. So practice being, right? Practice getting still, Practice checking in with your Sam. Practice doing on inspired action. Again, you were just thinking about this and then you ran into someone and they brought it up. You saw it on a television show. Someone reached out to you and you're calling it a coincidence. No, that's inspired guidance. So start taking action from inspired guidance. Notice when you have that inspired guidance and take action. And then practice allowing. 
And this might not all be related to the same thing as you're practicing it. It may be related. You're at different places and spaces and you can practice it with different things. Practice allowing yourself to have. You have this desire, you put the work in, and now just allow yourself knowing that you are worthy, knowing that the universe and spirit always says yes. And so knowing it is here for you, even though you can't see it, it's just a matter of time before it's it's, it's a see it, smell it, touch it type of thing. And so allow yourself to have. Practice, 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 because application and the insight is what gives you the results. Thank you. Great. You know, uh, you said something around each moment creates another moment, produces another moment, another one. That made me think. I believe it's a scientific, some scientific research. I don't know who did it that says um, if you focus on a thing for about 16 or 17 seconds, then another similar type of thought will enter. So when you talked about like the dinner last night, you're focusing on the oysters being bad, uh, would it stayed on that, then the next thing would have been bad, next thing. Or focus on having a great time, 16, 17 seconds later, still having a great time, another thought around that. So I think this is an easier said than done, Topic, the focusing on the being feelings and not the circumstances. Um, and so I do encourage it. And uh, it takes some effort, though, right? It takes some you effort. have any examples of you putting it into practice and seeing it happen in your life? Is it more just theory for you, or do you feel like that you have lived experience of this being true? Um, yeah, I can think last year when I, I had a class that was a little challenging, and I had some students that were challenging in the first period, and um, I started changing. I would be thinking about it in the morning. It's going to be a great day. Such and such is going to be excited. Uh, such and such is going to participate, you know, be cooperative, and, um, and then uh, those days would be better, right? Um, uh, it might not be perfect, but it would be better. Um, uh, it was a good day. It was a good class. Um, and so I do find that I, I use it in the, uh, in the morning as I'm kind of setting the tone for what my day is going to be um, before I get into it. Now, I don't meditate in the morning. I keep saying I'm going to do it. I just haven't, haven't gotten up the 15 minutes earlier to do it. Um, but I do sit in, uh, uh, I would say, in, in a kind of a meditative state while I'm showering. I listen to Abraham Hicks or something like that, and or uh, affirmations. Uh, what's his name? Kenneth Soares. Uh, affirmations is it's to set my day, set up my my feelings uh, around the day and uh, myself and the people and things I'm going to encounter. So, uh, but circumstances are real. I think it is. Uh, you mentioned, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's challenging for me. Let me expect for me not to focus on the thing that's not working. Like I wanted to argue with the manager about the, taking the oysters off the bill. I didn't want to let it go. Um, and it probably would not have if you hadn't, you know, really adamantly suggested that we do. Yeah, I, thank you. Um, you raised several, I think, critical points. Um, one, you know, you mentioned meditation and, and I hear a lot of people myself even, you know, was like, oh yes, everyone's like, get in and meditate. I need to meditate more. I need to meditate more. I need to meditate more. And again, you know, I realized that I was getting caught up in, you know, what people were saying and disconnecting from the reason why, like I talked about, you, you want the thing, but is it the thing or is it it's what you think the thing will offer you in life that you really want? What What is it? It is worth spending some time deconstructing that because in our society, it just, it does promote wanting the thing, the thing, the thing, the thing, the thing to stop and say, but why is it that I want the thing? Why? And so with meditation, why is it that people suggest that you start your day with meditation, right? And what I came to the conclusion is 
is an opportunity to reconnect to source, to get centered. Like you said, you know, on the days where you had a set intention and you set an intention for a day that was uplifting, your day was more uplifting, not necessarily perfect. Life is going to bring all kinds of hills and valleys in moments and in periods of time. That is life. This is all about giving you tools to navigate both the hills and the valleys, knowing that this too shall pass. And so the reason for the meditation is the connection. And so I'm glad it, you said that time you spend in the shower being present, right? And listening to um, Hicks and Soros, so sources that center you, that help you reconnect. Then that is what it is the meditation is for. It doesn't have to look like sitting down on a mat or sitting here and saying, oh, that might be what it looks like. But that's why I say that could be taking a walk. It could be for some people in that five minutes, they walk from their car to their desk or wherever their office space is, that that five minutes before I walk in the doors of this space and place, I'm going to be hyper conscious of the sounds, of the smells, of the sights, and just knowing who I am that I am a dynamic being and everything is possible for me. Things work out for me. I'm connected to source. I'm part of a much, much, much bigger and powerful existence. And life is actually all good, even though I may have experiences and moments that are dissatisfying. And just having that connection for five minutes, then you set yourself up for a different experience. And so while we do support meditation, I offer that we not, again, have too narrow a view <laughs> on what the manifestation of, co of connection looks like. Connecting to source is in whatever way connects you to source. Yeah. I also sometimes use the applications that we have from these talks uh, in the morning, uh, setting my day, setting my attention as I'm driving, uh, getting ready for work. So, um, let's see, the, um, I gave this talk to them, drawing a blank on it. Uh, the Buddhist, the, uh, giving, what's the thing called? The, uh, loving kindness, loving kindness practice. Yeah. The medicine. Uh, <laughs> I heard that KG. Okay. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, and we go through periods. And like you said, Mark, I mean, I think it's really key. These are practices, right? This is not a destination. This is not a perfecting. I've perfected it. Yeah. And so now I'm done. I'm good for the rest of the days that I'm here in my being. No. Yeah. It's an I know sometimes I was upset. I was like, man, we got a new application. I, I was enjoying that one. But um, I guess this the sacred space Sunday does support me and give me different applications to to apply um, uh, in terms of with the insight that creates some different results in my life. So. And we say you can stay connected to us in the meantime, in between time via social media. Um, certainly all of our episodes are available on YouTube, on Facebook and via podcast, anywhere you find a podcast, Nia Center, engage, educate and empower. And on our Allverse page, our Allverse group in Facebook, if you're on Facebook, um, we I, I try to post and others post positive things, things that will make you smile. We I always post things. little animal videos. Yeah, I mean, because I personally think it is so interesting to see how other <laughs> beings are basically having similar experiences. Lately, the... Um, AI algorithms have been putting all these videos of bears in my timeline and seeing these mama bears try to wrangle these little baby bears that are just giving her a hard time or, you know, a raccoon's little baby raccoon that just will not cooperate. I mean, it just, to me, <laughs> it does a, a great job of putting things in context where we think our situations are so unique, right? Not only to ourselves, right? To, to, to being humans. And no, the our experiences in our existence are more, much broader. But for me, it's an opportunity to not only just laugh, but also to relate and to connect that we are part of a greater whole. And although our bodies and forms 
of being can be quite distinct that we can actually be aligned and be having similar experiences and connect. Right. So, but feel free if you join to post whatever is positive and fun for for you that you think will uplift and make people smile. That is only the the only requirement. Um, yeah. Uplift. Positive. Yeah. Smile. And whatever content that. How long ago did we start that over Facebook? Do you, do you it's, been, it's been a long time at this point. It's been a long time since. Are we living in DC? Yeah. I honestly don't even remember. I should, but it, it's been a long time. Yeah. Shout out. So we had some people join in from the Alverse page early to listen in. Thank you for those who did. Got uh, a couple of new YouTube watchers. We're going to. Welcome all. Welcome all uh, from wherever you join and whenever you join. Um, so with that, um, I think we are bringing this episode to a close. Any other final thoughts or comments from those who are watching live or Mark? So this was a good talk. Uh, you're getting better and better, Naomi. <laughs> we're these, these uh, conversations. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's take us into a final prayer uh, to carry us through the day and days ahead. Yeah. Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this moment. This right now, this this gift called the present that we have to connect, to detach from personal to connect with source. We're all knowing, all being, all powerful, almighty, all seeing, all present source. Um, you know, we know that you know uh, what's best, you know what's ahead and what's coming, you know how it's coming, you know when it's coming. So we're thanking for surrendering uh, to that, right? And just being connected and trusting that everything always works out. Everything always will work. Thank you for the love uh, that we share, expressing the conversation today, and those that connected uh, in the viewing of the Sacred Story Sunday, and those that are listening to the podcast. We thank you for them. Thank you for their willingness to be a part of this of this community. Uh, thank you for all the power and the great things that you are creating in each of our lives. Right. Thank you for the relationships. Thank you for the abundance. Thank you for the the help and the prosperity. Thank you for the good feelings. Thank you for the awareness to connect, pay attention to those good feelings, Lord, and let those drive our circumstances. Feelings drive our circumstances, not our circumstances drive you. Uh, we thank you for the person who may be feeling alone and letting them know they may be hearing our voice and knowing that you're with them, that there's others that are thinking and care about. Thank you for all the birthdays that we're celebrating in this period of time. We just thank you for your love, your joy, and all that goes for the man. So, you know, I just thought, I said TJ, but with TJ is always funny. That's outside the Leo, too. He's not a TJ. Had agreed, agreed. Yep, you're right. I don't know why in the moment you said it in 20th, but it's actually the 30th. So, yes, 100%. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So Cheryl and TJ are post Leo, whatever that is. <laughs> hey, shout out to Beyonce. We anybody going to Beyonce concert? I don't know. Okay. Is anybody going to the Beyonce concert? I'm going. I'm going with my daughter today. <laughs> I don't have a cowboy hat, but I got a little rhinestone skirt. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll take a picture and post it on my social media. Uh, I'm excited though. Everything I've heard has been as awesome. Absolutely. So uh, uh, Cheryl and TJ are Virgos. That's Virgo season after after uh, Leo season. Thank you, okay. KG Dean, and thank you to all who have listened and who do listen. Our Sacred Space family. Thank you, Auntie. Uh, thank you. For thank you, Auntie. The blessing of always being with us. 
Um, yeah, somebody really wants to see those rhinestones. Um, <laughs> I think I think you may have to wait a little bit longer than what he has articulated <laughs> to see those. Um, but, but I think we will definitely see smiles and good feelings. There will be a mm -hmm. lot of good feeling in the in the DC Maryland energy uh, area today because Beyonce was here last night and today. So. Uh, thank you, Beyonce, for sending lots of good feeling, feeling vibes to our area for all the people who experience the joy of your talent. So yeah. that's all good. Awesome. All right, folks. We Listen love you. Love and joy. Inshallah, we will see you again on August 20th. <laughs>